Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to three easy psychotherapy techniques that make your difficult client more receptive. The art of priming for change. So people aren't usually willing to abandon their ideas or habits just because you say so. That makes your job as a therapist or life coach or whatever practitioner you are even harder. But with these psychotherapy techniques, you can prime your clients so they're more receptive and willing to change. Now, when I first started out as a therapist, I would sometimes run into uh, what I saw as difficult clients, you know, people who just didn't give the right answers to my therapeutic questions. Okay. And I remember one man I saw who had recently lost his job and he was suffering from depression and anxiety. And the more I pressed him to consider what he wanted for his future, to imagine what he would, would be doing, you know, when he was feeling better, the more he shrugged and sighed and said, I just don't know. So all he said, I just don't know. And it's interesting to consider what was going on here. You know, I was asking a man who was in a depressed and pessimistic state of mind to create goals for himself. Not surprisingly, he wasn't able to give very inspiring answers because of the state of mind he was in. Okay. How many times have you tried to persuade a client to do something or wanted to help a friend, for example, to see their problem from a new perspective, only to find that they sighed sadly and said, yes, but, and started to tell you why your helpful suggestion wouldn't work for them? Is there anything you can do to stop this from happening? Well, Happily, yes, there is. And it's a friendly persuasion technique called priming. Put people in the right frame of mind before you try to persuade them to do something. That's really the principle here. The psychologist John Barr did some amazing research into how people's behavior can be influenced by seemingly innocuous events. In one experiment, disguised as a linguistics test, he asked people to arrange apparently random words on a table into sentences. However, if just a few of the words related to rudeness, for example, obnoxious or pushy, the participants were much more likely to interrupt someone in the corridor after the test, which was what the experimenters were actually interested in. If a few of the words related to politeness, they'd wait much longer before interrupting. None of the subjects had any idea that arranging the supposedly random words had affected their behavior. A surge of similar studies has shown how the images we see, the topics that come up in our conversation, even objects and smells around us, have subtly persuasive effects on our subsequent choices and attitudes, even though we're not conscious of any connection between the thing that primed us and our later choices. Here are three subtle yet powerful ways to use this advanced friendly persuasion technique. Whatever you want someone to do, whether it's to think more optimistically about their future or to be more determined about going to the gym, before you ask them to do anything, do the following. So one, talk about universal examples of the response you want them to have. So tell them stories of how people found optimism in the direst of circumstances. Talk about the determination involved in everyday life emphasizing how even coming to see a therapist takes determination to make a change. Two, 
steer the conversation towards topics they feel resourceful about. Chat about their hobbies, their interests, their past successes. Show interest in their achievements and the people they care about. By doing this, you reinforce their strengths and lift their mood. So priming them to be more optimistic and determined when you ask them to make their goals. Okay. Number three, pepper your language with positive words. Use words like hope, resolve, passion, commitment, and strength. Remember that words like depression, despair, loneliness, and so forth can still be used initially to match the client's state of language and their biases, but using negative words for a whole hour or more will prime them and you to go into these states. Persuasion works both ways. By taking these steps in advance, you'll have prepared the ground for your suggestions and you'll get noticeably better responses from people. These persuasion techniques can be used for any communication goal, from eliciting hypnotic phenomena to cheering up a friend. If your experience is like mine, you'll find that the more you use them, the less you seem to run into difficult clients because you're consistently getting people into states where they can properly take on board your therapeutic ideas and put them into good use. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk, that's unk.com, slash blog.